Okay, do a clap. <laughs> do another clap. Hello and welcome to episode 50 of the Waste of Web Space podcast. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And this episode we are entitling, Let's Get the Christmas Podcast Done. Let's get it done. In reference to, uh, well, let's just get the podcast done in time for Christmas, but also... Well, well I think it's in reference to a general election, isn't it? Yeah, because um, I thought that in order to get to be popular, in order to have people go for you and to and to basically sign up to what you're offering, so in other words, get people to listen in to us, what we need to do is have a catchy slogan and uh, and, and promise people something, yeah. such as we you know, we want people to buy into the idea that we're gonna get this Christmas podcast done. Or let's get Christmas done in general. Because it worked for Boris. Well, your slogan can be completely and utterly meaningless and it can have no details to what you're actually gonna um how you're actually going to affect yeah. the thing that you're trying to complete, but uh, nonetheless, if you say let's get Christmas podcast done, well, the other option was work. to print something on this, some sort, some sort of promise or, or on the side of a bus or something like that. But uh, or a Northern Rail train. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have the money to do that, though, did we? No. Um, it is episode fifty, though. Yeah, well done. Congratulations on the achievement. Are we going to shake hands? Are we going to shake hands? There we go. Now, now the reason we are shaking hands in particular um, is that we are currently. Broadcasting and recording live. Well, we're not broadcasting we? live, are we? No, not live, but we're, we're, we're filming it, aren't we're we? Filming it, yeah. We're filming it. Okay, that'll work. There's a difference between filming something and broadcasting it live. <laughs> no one's actually watching this. We can maybe, press stop at any time. Maybe uh, being uh, being having a qualification and a degree in in a broadcast art, I should have known that. And also doing a radio show for the last uh, ten years or so, which obviously you can listen to on. No, sorry, you don't do it anymore. No, do I don't. But I am doing it this uh, uh, Christmas Eve. Yeah. So. Maybe after you've probably listened to this, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. But you could catch it on the on on listen again, so which won't be live. Yeah. I can point that bit out because that'll be you listening again. But we are um, for the first time recording this, aren't we? We've done bits of video in the past, haven't we? So it's not un- un- completely unknown to us, is it? No, we're, we're we're recording this off your iPhone though, so we've not got the camcorder out. And we don't need a microphone. camcorder these days. Back in the days when we started doing videos and stuff, you needed a camcorder because if you filmed it on a phone. You wouldn't be able to make anything out, would you? Well, no. Back in the days when we started, we didn't have camera and phone. We've only got landlines, haven't we? Exactly. I can can record on that. Exactly. So we're now we're we're fully digital. We've got video and everything. Uh, And that said, you might notice that Chris uh, Chris Fisher is wearing his Christmas jumper. Yeah. Because it's our Christmas episode as well as it being our fiftieth. It took a while to get to fifty, hasn't it? We had a bit of a slow year compared to last. Yeah. Where did where did when did we start doing this? Two thousand and. 13? Yeah, but we did like have a big. 2012? We, we did have a big gap at the same time, didn't we? We did. Uh, we had a hiatus for quite a long time, but since we got going, we've done all right. We've yeah. probably done what 40 episodes in the last two years, maybe yeah. since we started at it again. We're getting there. We are getting there. Uh, so, what do we? Uh, you've got your Christmas jumper on. Yep. Um, I don't want to let the team down. Uh, we really should have decorated this room up, shouldn't we, and put some signage behind us or something. But I do have a Christmas hat. Yep. And uh, this is was gifted to me for for tonight. Yep. By your wife, yep. and uh, it's now. Oops, sorry. 
There you go. They can actually see the mistakes we're making as well. Now we've got video. Uh, I've got a Christmas hat to put on, and it flashes and everything. Flashes, yeah. I'm not quite sure how it's going to work with your earphones on as well, but never mind. It's quite. I'm not sure we quite sort of thought the practicality oh, of this. It's, through. it's tight. Who is this? A child's hat? Uh, well, I don't know. I'm not supposed to know. It's very tight. It's just a hat that we happen to have. There we go. So Christmas hat on. I can't. Yeah, I'm struggling to hear myself as well now. But there we go. That's not the worst way to listen to this podcast. No, there we go. So we're, we're sort of on. Looking better. Uh, yeah, almost. Okay. Should we get on with it? Let's get moving. I'm not able to signal to you today that you're doing rubbish and swear at you and stuff and make gesture, rude gestures at you or to strip naked or anything like that because we've got video on today. So got VAR. Well, yeah. You can do. I but... can ch- we can check back. Yeah. Maybe we could check back on any... You can, you, know. send, you can send rude signals, like I'm sticking two fingers up at you at the moment, but I'm just my fingers are just out of <laughs> shot at the moment, see, so you can't see it. But I'm definitely doing it. If you look over at my fingers, just down there. So, uh, since we're on video, I thought I'd prove that occasionally I do bring the podcast beer, and I have today, so if you want to pass it over to me, please, because yep, you're closest to it. This is a beer that I got out of my fridge earlier no, on today. Not on this occasion. So here is a bottle, and I'll hold it up to the camera. Uh, it is called Scrooge. It's probably... Maybe back to front on the camera because we're filming with a forward-facing camera as well. Yeah. It's called Scrooge's Premium Beer from Nailers Brewery. It's a it's a five point nine percent, so it's going to warm me up for my night out. Yeah, you're not planning on doing anything tonight, are you? No, you're not inviting me to your night out. Right, okay. But never well, mind. Anyway, uh, brewed at Nailers Brewery. Oh, it, it doesn't say sorry or anything like that, does it? Midland Mills. It was a last-minute thing for me. Yeah, okay. I booked on late, so sorry. Anyway, Station Road. Cross Hills, Keeley, West Yorkshire. Keeley? Keithley? Key- no, Keeley. All right, okay. There's no, there's no, unless there's a silent T in there. All right, okay. Can you, ta- can you do it? Um, yeah. Oh, well, spell it Ke- properly then. Ke- Keithley. I thought it says Keeley on it. No. All right, there's a silent letter in it. Uh, well, yeah, it's, it's pronounced with a V, although there's no V in it. Right, okay. Trust me, it's pronounced Keeley. Well, there you go, that's what we're having. Christmas beer. Pop it open. Um... So, 50 episodes. We were doing something special for that, aren't we? Fisher. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'm just trying to open the beer. I need to talk into the microphone. Yes, we will be. We'll be doing a, a special quiz based on some of our favourite quiz questions we've asked over the last 50 episodes. We might even reminisce about the good times we've had. So, it's like a highlights package, basically. To some degree, yeah. Also, it possibly means that I didn't have a chance to research to do a proper quiz this week, but uh, we'll not go into that. So, on to the news then. Uh, did you say an, an, an apology this week first before we go on to the news? There's something you need to apologise for. Uh, yeah, there was a slight apology. There you go. There we go. Cheers. Cheers. We'll do, we're going to do it as soon as we're on video. We'll do. We're not this nice yeah. to each other usually. We've got we've got plastic glasses. No single use here. Yeah. Uh, re- reusable, so no, no chink uh, of glass there. Um, I've got an apology. Well, I, th- I think one of the questions was a little bit misleading on the quiz. Not massively so, but the quiz did last week was about the incompetence of Boris Johnson. Um, and I'm impressed that he managed to get it finished, to be fair. But all the questions was about... What what a what a thing that we did about his incompetence, yet yeah, it, we... he proved quite competent in the general election, didn't he, when, the, when, when it comes to the results? Did he? What's it, going on? Or was it that Jeremy Corbyn just proved to be more incompetent? Or was it, yeah, was it we live in a selfish nation? Yes. Um... We're not selfish, we're sat here filming this for you, so you get video as well as audio. Uh, but I asked the question. Vote for that. 
I asked a question in five years' time, obviously. Yep. Uh, I asked a question um, about uh, the um, not having windows. I said there, there weren't any air conditioning on London buses. And there was no windows. Well, I actually meant to say those, there were windows, but they didn't open. Right, okay. So the Boris buses that sort of got to about 30-odd degrees, the windows on there, you could see out. It wasn't sort of a... You didn't get natural light coming in, but so I just got no air coming in because the windows didn't open. Right, so so it was a, a false bit of information provided by yourself again, was it? Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think uh, I don't think it made that much difference really to the grand scheme of things. But anyway, well, thanks for correcting yourself. Okay. On to the news, though. Yeah, I, tell you uh, what, I bet Boris won't correct himself, would he? No, well, probably not. No, he no. just he just he just claimed it was true anyway. Exactly. Uh, or he'd sandpapered the facts slightly. Sandpapered Is that what you've been doing? Uh, I have not, no, I've right. not been. Anyway, uh, so what do you want to talk about? Or should we talk about the election, I suppose? We, Boris, can, we can do if you want. Boris won. As a result, um, he, he's, he said that the UK is going to leave the European Union. Brexit's going to take effect. Um, how do you think Boris normally leaves anyway? I, mean, I think his main technique <laughs> for leaving is to hide in the wardrobe when he hears that uh, the lady's husband has got back into the room. Um, wait until he can work out that husband's gone to the toilet, and then he'll jump out the window, shimmy down the drain pipe, and off he goes. Is can, that, that going to be our technique for exit? Can you imagine his, his, his Christmas so far at home with his partner? Yeah. Uh, you know, let's get this Christmas wrapping done. <laughs> let's get this turkey done. Let's get, do you think he's been, he's been good because he's so proud of his, his sort of slogan he prob- paid off in the end? He probably wouldn't have a turkey, though, would he? Because he'd be concerned that the turkey might try and join the European Union, and if it joins the European Union, we'd have a land border with Syria and Iran, <laughs> so he wouldn't be, wouldn't be too keen on turkey <laughs> as a result of that. Um, but I, I, it must be difficult with him because obviously one thing you do at uh, Christmas is see your children. Yeah. Now he's got that many of them, and they all live in different houses. So trying to get round and see all of them must well, be very challenging. Well, he probably sends Michael Gove and his dad. Yes. Yeah, to step in for him. Hmm. Um, you know the, the obvious two choices. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's um, it's it's funny that like. Sorry, I'm gonna forgot what we're gonna say then. Carry on. I forgot what we're gonna say. Should we move on to uh, the next bit? Uh, <laughs> Georgina Toffolo has yeah. uh, got stuck in an airport with a passport. Okay. Now, did you see this? I didn't. No. She's she's got quite upset about it because she's she's she might not be getting home. I don't know if she, I don't I haven't actually looked at the updates, but she might not be getting back for Christmas. Right. Because she's got stuck in an airport, and it's down to the fact that her passport is is damaged or something like that. Where so is she her tweeted a video asking for help? Basically. Where's her passport registered? I'm not hundred percent sure. Is she a UK citizen, or I thought she was made in Chelsea. Oh, very funny. But anyway, yeah. Sorry, it, that is all I know about Georgina Toffolo, so I can't really, I can't comment anything. Well, she was, she was the winner. Was she a winner of uh, I'm a Celebrity? Yes. Get me out of here. Funnily enough, actually, she went on Celebrity Haunted with Boris Johnson's dad, didn't she? Did she? Yes. She took a good friendship when he was on uh, I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here. That's that's the link I was looking for earlier when the, I froze on the spot slightly. There she is, replacing Michael Gove, going along with. Stanley Johnson. <laughs> but yeah, she's got stuck. But like they say, you know, she's been in a jungle for a long time. And she's yeah. a bit concerned about being stuck in an airport. And I mean, what they got there? They've got Burger Kings. Yeah. Got WH Smith and get a magazine. It's not, you know, she's. I don't I don't know what the concern is. She's used to it. Is that why she ended up in the jungle in the first place? That she Possibly. She just fly on. Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. That's that. She wasn't meant to be on the show. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we, we hope she gets home. Okay. Um, next then, uh, pins found in a banana skin in Scotland. Police have concluded their investigation or, or have drawn, uh, basically closed the case. 
apparently that it's not a co- so so somebody found some pins in their banana complained and the police um, went to investigate it uh, they don't think it's a concern to anybody else um but obviously the police have got you know a lot on in Scotland, if you think about some of these shoes that they've got there, as they have in the UK. Mm-hmm. So this case, you know, it's just a potential banana skin for, hey. for uh, <laughs> you know, halting some of their other important investigations. But they have decided to to stop investigating it. Uh, I don't know if you saw that story. I but didn't see it. There have been a few things recently, weren't there, where they've been finding things that they shouldn't be finding in food and so on. Uh, there was it, something else not long ago. I can't quite remember what it was. Uh, someone yesterday... Or it was reported in the news yesterday that a little girl opened a Christmas card and it said that this Christmas card had been made by some slave labourers in a Chinese jail. And please can you contact this journalist to let him know about the situation. Um, she went and obviously uh, told her dad, who went and told BBC News. I mean, I, I can only sometimes think to the fact that when it comes to for me buying Christmas cards, do you know when I buy my Christmas cards? January. <laughs> Best time to get them. You're cheap. You can get them at half price. Right. So you can use them the next year. And I really hope this person who's been doing the slave labour in the Chinese jail thought, I'll tell you what, I'll write this in there. I'll get it sent out. We're in November now. Someone will buy it in December. Get it written. I mean, my daughter's not, not quite old enough yet to Be a actually, slave actually oh. write in a Christmas card. Um, but when she is, you know, she's got a sense of humour on her. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be worried about what she's writing in those cards when I, when I get her. I've had a bit of a, a set-up this year. Um, like a conveyor belt of card making, which yeah. lasted about three cards mm-hmm. with uh, with little Ada. Um, especially when I give her some stickers, all she was interested in is sticking stickers in. I give her some stickers to stick in cards rather than just colouring in. Yeah, and uh, she ended up sticking all the stickers in one card. Yeah, of course, yeah. And yeah, the rest got a tiny little scribble, and then I had to write the rest because she weren't interested. Well, never mind. So, anyway. I'll also say actually, this this appears to have been a genuine. It's not a card she received; it's a card she took out of the pack. So, do, do they know um, that if this is a real? Is that real or not? Is it? Is it? Or is it some sort of prank? Or well, they think so. They've contacted a journalist who was sort of also in, held captive in that prison. And he seems to think it's quite genuine. So, right. But okay. it's, it's a Christmas card that was bought from Tesco. It's made somewhere in China. Yeah. But there we go. Mm. But obviously, talking about Scotland. Well, I mean, I, with, with with Tesco's, um, is it, there's something about isn't there? Like, you know, like the big supermarket chains mm. taking over, and you know, everybody now does the shopping at these big. Big supermarkets, your Asda's, your Morrison's, your Sainsbury's, your big mega store sort of things. But you like to stay shopping local still, don't you? Uh, do I? Learn local shops. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, this you, is clearly you... going somewhere, but I'm not quite sure where. Well, no, you told me the other day you still like to support local stores rather than these big, massive supermarkets, you know. So you often go to Tesco Express. <laughs> yes, of course, yeah, and the Sainsbury's local and, uh, yeah, Morrison's, uh, Morrison's local, yeah. I was trying to set him up there, but... Oh. Um, that was one of your original jokes, by the way. Uh, well, yeah, but I, I, I didn't want to use the same joke twice. <laughs> um, I'm not like, not like Boris Johnson with his... Uh, do you not find it sort of... How, how do we think it sort of stands in terms of democracy? That Boris Johnson put his deal forward. It got rejected by the MPs. So he said, I'll tell you what, let's get a new bunch of MPs in, put the same deal forward, and it got accepted. Is that a good or a bad thing? Well, there you Is go. Prob- I mean, perhaps more so. It's actually exercising our democratic rights. People get a chance to vote on it again, but... Look, we, we, we've kind of gone on the sidestep mm. here, but it's fine, because I want to come back to the point that... Because uh, we like to talk about Sheffield, don't we? And our area yep. in particular, we're quite proud of where we live, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Chapel Town. Uh, this is, I mean, this is, this is. You can't really see much of Chapel Town in here, can you? No. But this much. is in Chapel Town. Um, Scott Coat Angers here. That's about it. We're, but we're proud of where we live, aren't we? Um, and we, we, we have got. <laughs> nearly said unfortunately. Hmm. We unfortunately yeah. <laughs> have got have now got a new MP. Um, which, to be fair, we needed one because. 
uh, the, the incumbent one didn't seem to know which party she represented anymore because she changed three times this year. Yeah, changed three times this year. And on the first day after leaving the Labour Party because she didn't like the uh, anti-Semitism or stood up against that and said yeah. that basically accused the Labour Party of being uh, racist and not dealing with their issues. Uh, on her first day in her new job for Change UK, was it? Which um, Yes, yeah. She dis- dis- decided to call the BAME community or members of that commu- community described them as having a funny tinge on her first yes. day, didn't she? So she's gone from our area. She's been our Labour MP for years. Yeah, she joined the Liberal Democrats shortly after leaving yeah. Change UK, by the way. Yeah, so. yeah, and good riddance to her, I suppose. Yeah. But that um, our area was obviously open up for, you know, a new challenger, wasn't it, I suppose? Hmm. And, uh, yeah, the, con- the Conservatives have got in, the Tories have got in. Yeah. And it's uh, a lady called Miriam Cates, is that right? Cates or Coates, I'm not too Coates, sure which. Miriam Cates, Coates. Yeah. So she's our new, uh, conser- she's our Conservative MP in this area now. And there was a lot of criticism uh, against her during the election campaign because it turns out that her and her husband set up a business, that a digital business that makes apps and so on. One of the apps that they made was for a, uh, basically for food banks to subscribe to and to basically for people to donate or, you know, basically go through the system to mm-hmm. donate things and give money and all those kind of things. Um, but there was an issue with, with after developing the issue and it went a bit wider, there was an issue with the fact that um, these apps, this app was charging food banks to use the service. Yeah, was it okay. 80 quid a year set up fee, something like that? Something like that. Yeah. Now, Mir- Miriam Cates uh, responded, as she's entitled to, and her response was that, uh, obviously, there's a lot of money, uh, time and money cost, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I- invested in setting up the app and it's the business, and yeah. fair enough, that's that's understandable. Um, but she just, you know, sort of said, and, and it is cheaper than, than a just giving account, mm-hmm. okay, so for the charities to use. But I just find it a bit sickening that it's somebody from a yeah. party mm-hmm. that are a direct cause of the food banks in the first place. Yes, well, yes. So, and the fact that that's her her defence of of ch- of charging mm. charities. She's got the defence for that, but she she doesn't seem to have anything to say about the fact that there are so many food banks that you would say in this day and age should be unnecessary and not mm. you know not 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 ideal. Yes, well, I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head there, really, Jimbo. Um, and talking about sort of uh, sort of anti-Semitism mm-hmm. and sort of racism within politics, did you see Gary Neville yesterday? I did, yeah. Um, it was quite quite interesting because he, uh, well, there was some booing, racist booing, uh, allegedly, or racist uh, comments and chants made towards some Chelsea players in the Chelsea Tottenham game, uh, and that led to the FIFA protocols in terms of racism sort of uh, being being uh, set out over a loudspeaker. Um, yeah, I think the ground announcer came on and said, we've heard some racist chanting. Uh, we just let you know there is no place for this in football. He didn't mention the wider society, obviously, uh, and so sort I of said, can you, please, can you please stop it? And they carried on, so they had to do it again, and then they did it a third time. And afterwards, Gary Neville said that, you know, it's, it's not just a problem in football, it's a problem in wider society. We had a general election, and the two main party leaders have both sort of been accused of sort of fueling racism and hatred. Um, and do you know what the Sky Sports uh, news presenter said? He said, just to make it clear, Gary, uh, those views... Um, they're purely your own. They're not the views of me or Sky Sports. <laughs> I, I did see it. Gary Gary Neville's face was... Uh, he, he didn't quite know what to say, did he? He was quite shocked that... He, he said, did he not, did he not agree with me? He said, well, whether I do or don't agree with this, uh, entirely, you know, I just want to have a balanced discussion in terms of racism. <laughs> you think, how do you have a balanced discussion in terms of racism? Do you have to ask a racist to come on and argue for racism and say, I'll tell you what, this racist chanting in football, it's actually quite good. I'm right. really glad we've got it on there. Mm. Uh, I hope you don't edit this, by the way, to make me look really stupid when you put the video out. You don't sort of have a thing of me saying this racist chant in football is really good. Yeah. Just to, just to, just to point that out. Mm. 
Um, I could do that. You could do that, yeah. I could. Um, um, why are you wearing a uh, Christmas jumper with a white snowman on it? Well, good point, yes. That's, that's <laughs> why you can't... And, and Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, a popular pantomime thing. But, right. uh, but there we go. So that's, uh, that's one thing that's been uh, keeping us busy, I suppose. Um, we mentioned Scotland earlier on. Have you seen that we're, we are very frustrated commuters, aren't we? Well, we are. Scots Rail in Scotland have had their franchise withdrawn early. Has it actually been done? Apparently so, Brilliant. yeah. Uh, although Scots Rail have got back in touch with the government and asked for further clarifications. Uh, apparently they didn't know what the word early meant. <laughs> um, so that's that, that's been going on. But there's there's also, I think Northern Rail has been within that same argument. There's been some rumours about Northern Rail having theirs removed as well. Yes, uh, although unfortunately they're still going at the moment. <laughs> um, I suppose it's Pretty if you ever want to, just to remind, we normally talk about Northern Rail on this podcast, but if you ever want to experience, you know when people go to like, uh, you know like when you go to, I don't know, like if you've heard that Beamish place. Uh, yeah, in, towards Durham. Yeah. And, you, and you can go and, you, and basically everybody's dressed up in like Victorian clothing and things like Around that. Around there, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you can, it's like basically going and experiencing the past. If you want to do that for, well, I'm going to say a minimum fee, but you know. Trains can be pretty expensive. But if you want to go back in time, what do you think, to the 80s or 70s? Yeah, 70s. Uh, early 80s, I think it'd be. Early 80s. Then just get on a Northern Rail train from Chapeltown. And, and yeah. uh, th- that is one thing that's never changed at the trains. They've yeah. always looked the same. What's uh, the, the best one? And actually, because of some of the areas it goes through, there's a lot of people still in shell suits as well. <laughs> I'm only joking, of course. But anyway. Um, but obviously, you, you mentioned Sheffield. And according yeah. to the notes you wrote down here, uh, Sheffield... Uh, as a city, is has the second highest uh, spending for people uh, in terms of takeaway food. We're basically a bunch of bat fasteds, aren't we? Bat fasteds. Yeah. That's yeah. um, so I don't swear on the podcast. All right, okay. Well, and on video now as well. Yes, of course, yeah. Good thinking. That's very very fast. That, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So do, do we have, do we have much to say about it? Deliveroo. Is it to do with the surge in Deliveroo and Uber Eats and? Just I, I, eat? I believe it is, but I'm not sure why Sheffield. Why Sheffield's up there? Like London, obviously, is the top one. Um, I'm not sure exactly sure why why Sheffield's up there in second place. Do you ever do it? Order, order it all, all the time. Oh, how right, much well, is for? Well, come on, you're an accountant. Four hundred five hundred forty eight average per person. How much is that per week? Well, about ten quid a week, obviously, because only fifty two weeks in a year. Good point. Uh, Fifty four, yeah, five hundred, yeah, just over ten quid a week. But yeah, maths is your department. Yeah, so you've done it. Uh, you know, arguably that could be more for me. Well, yeah. I used to, it's, when you look at it like that, it's a shock, isn't it? But why, why Wait, you... Look, how many, what could we buy for this podcast for £458? We could buy some awesome... We could have some awesome food alongside. Yeah. <laughs> and we could, we could be eating takeaway in here Ten... while we're doing the show. Forget the beer. We could be having pizza up. Well, does, does 10 quid a week get you much? I mean, how, how many takeaways do you have a week? Probably I don't one, know. One, one. One, definitely, every week. And do you think you spend 10 quid on it? Yeah. Or more? Probably, yeah. All right, okay. Well, that's, that's where it comes from, though. I, so I that's my fault, is that what you're saying? Well, I don't have any, so... I think I've... Brought the average up. Probably, yeah. Nobody asked me, though. Is that what it's done by a survey? They just ask so many people. And then they must plot them in terms of geographical area and work it out. Exactly. It depends where they've asked people, doesn't it? Yeah. And who they've asked. You Very know exactly. what? In Sheffield recently, I've made 10 whole English pounds from just walking past a building, the Montgomery Hall in Sheffield. Now, this is a tip for anyone who's listening. Wants to make a bit of extra money on the dinner hour. Walk past the Montgomery Hall in Sheffield. There's normally people there who were like surveyors, like, mm-hmm. you know, or what is it, audience surveyors or what we call them? Like, market, market research, research that's yeah. the one. Um, and one week I had to taste a chocolate mousse. <laughs> Are you sure it was chocolate mousse? I'm pretty sure it was chocolate mousse. Yep. Got paid a fiver for that. <laughs> and the following week, I got to do some pan of chocolates. 
Are you four. Sure? Four. Are you sure that was pan and chocolate? <laughs> I'm sure it was. Seems to be a bit of a theme. I tell you what, put this brown stuff in your mouth and uh, we'll say it's chocolate related and uh, we'll give you five quid for it. Get yeah, apparently I'm tasting rolled up Snickers next yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> well, they look like rolled up Snickers anyway. But uh, yeah, so if you want to make any bit of money, walk past the Montgomery Hall. It's on Surrey Street in Sheffield. Look out for the market researchers and you'll be able to earn a bit of extra money. Well, Why not on your dinner hour? Good you know? point, yeah. And you get something to eat as well. Yeah. If you're looking for a tasty d- dessert or something to buy, something to eat, there you go. Well, good thinking. Um, do you know what? Uh, obviously, we're talking about railways and uh, they're yeah. not working very well. We shouldn't, we shouldn't... Instead of using railways, which obviously are the, are the past, should we not be driving electric cars like Elon Musk? We, we could be. It's Teslas. Now, Elon Musk has been in the news, if you've seen that. Have you seen what he's been in the news for recently? Did he... He crashed it. Uh, well, actually, well, all right. He's been did in the news twice. All oh, um, right, so he did. He did that as well. Okay. Uh, no, I think he tried to break his uh, unbreakable uh, glass on his car, and it smashed. Um, <laughs> apparently, but he was also been sued right. by uh, an English person whose name I can't remember. I think called Vernon. Um, and if you remember, we talked on podcast uh, earlier on this year, or maybe back end of last year, to do with the uh, football team in Thailand got stuck in a cave, and Elon Musk offered to donate a very small submarine uh, that would be able to kind of try and get to the young boys. Um, and this English gentleman, uh, Vernon, said that he wasn't bothered and he said he could, you know, you should shove your, shove your uh, mini submarine where the sun don't shine, um, which is probably not a very good phrase to use because obviously that would have been quite an appropriate thing to, you know, surely the cave that the kids were in was probably where the sun didn't shine, so obviously it became a bit misleading. Uh, and then Elon Musk tweeted, Saying that, uh, and he referred to this English fella as a pedo guy. Was he the sci- a scientist, the, the person? I think he was a specialist cave rescuer. Right, okay. Um, he called him a pedo guy. Um, Elon Musk's uh, response was that that's kind of quite an affectionate term, or sort of a, <laughs> just a bit of a jokey term in South Africa. I, I always call Fisher a kind of pedo guy. Yeah, it's uh, kind of, yeah nothing, nothing wrong with that. Pedo do, guy. <laughs> do you know how much he tried to, Vernon tried to sue Elon Musk for? Uh, for, for reputational damage, how much you tried to sue him for? Um, is it 145 million million? All right, I might have left it out on the system. Yeah. <laughs> just think, just think how many years worth of takeaways you could buy with that money. Exactly, um, yeah. We we could definitely have takeaway every day on the podcast. 145 million pounds you tried to sue him for. Any I, luck with that? Uh, he lost, oh. unfortunately. Maybe if he'd have ratted it down a bit and kind of asked for something a bit more reasonable. Yeah. Because I don't think it's. I, I can sue someone for damages for 145 million quid if you're not worth that amount in the first place. <laughs> Might be the slight, slight strange question. But his defence was he did a jade art. Elon Musk, he did a jade art. And a jade art is? It is. A joke, the J, then the dart, delete it, apologise, and then you do responsive tweets to talk about something else. Right. This is this 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 sounds like a, you know when you go to work and you do like equality and diversity training or you do fire safety and it's is it it's like the the different the, the fire triangle and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Sounds like he's come up with his own potential training he could think... roll out to organisations that yeah. might have people tweeting silly things mm-hmm. like you know as 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 John as Donald Trump had ever done a a J a J dart or has he kind of made the joke and just we could do yeah. another <laughs> anagram for him he's he's kind of made the joke yep retweeted it himself retweeted <laughs> it himself. <laughs> Confirmed that he definitely believes what he said is true. <laughs> and then continued to tweet <laughs> yeah. irresponsible things. Yeah. And, sp- and, and attempted, if in doubt, to spread more racial hatred where he can.
I think it's me next, Fisher. Um, so on the last podca- podcast, you remember uh, telling us you did an apology of the week because um, after we were planning our last podcast, we had to delay it, didn't we? Because you fell ill and you were being sick yes. and stuff, and you were sick in a local bin in Chapel Town, wasn't you? So this is the this is a, this is him. Look at him. Look. Oh, Show your face. This is the local bin sicker. Mm-hmm. If you had to experience anyone being sick in a bin, it was this guy here. He was sick in a bin. If he had to clean it up, it was him. He was sick in a bin. But anyway, uh, you owned up to that. And I I, I kind of thought, well, that, you know, because you talked about being sick in weird places. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought we could maybe ask other people. And what what is more Christmassy than asking people or doing some sort of quiz based on, where, uh, based on sick mm-hmm. and vomiting? What's more Christmassy than that? Well, most uh, well, most people are sick, out, uh, sick on Christmas Eve or uh, yeah, exactly, early on yeah. Christmas Day morning. Mm-hmm. So yeah, or on Boxing Day. So I thought I'd do something around that if that's okay. Okay. Uh, so I'm doing a sick quiz for you. But first of all, I did ask people on Twitter. Uh, we didn't get much response, mm. as you'd expect. Start responding more. Look, we are really here doing it. Um, we didn't get much response, but we did get a couple of people responding, including yourself. Yeah. <laughs> which, oh, is, which is Andy. Yeah. I wasn't asking you, by the way, but um, so I was asking people, where's the weirdest place you've been sick? Uh, well, yeah, the, the bin at the train station probably wasn't the strangest. So. No, no. So you, do you want to tell us your response before I give everybody else's? Uh, well, I suppose we've got two, but ultimately, I suppose in second place, I would say yeah. in, a, in a bin at Alton Towers. Yeah. Um, oh, which, so you've been sick in a bin twice? Yeah, yeah. So you're making a habit of being sick in bins? Well, they were separated by about sort of eight or nine years, but yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, both of those have occurred. Uh, but probably the worst was actually on a cricket pitch during the game mm-hmm. while I was batting. wasn't feeling too well and uh, sort of like walked over to a slightly quieter part of the pitch and was sick and then sort of carried on batting. That was a bit of an issue, wasn't it? Because was people having to run in that sick? Uh, well, I, think, I don't know if you put a bit of sawdust over it to try and you know, keep it uh, keep it covered up so people don't have to so dive around. So why were you sick? Are we not feeling very well? Or you be, could be honest, had you been out before or something? No, I was feeling in absolute, complete, under perfect health, Jimbo. That's why I was sick. Yeah, I wasn't feeling very well. Well, so was, was, was there any reasons behind it, for example? No, I've no. been sick on the football pitch a few times when I was playing in the pub leagues. From, uh, no, you know. I, don't, I don't think there was anything to do with drinking heavily the night before or, or particularly being... Uh, I, I wasn't feeling great. So playing yeah. the hero and fighting through the sickness. I carried on batting. Carried on batting. Did you have anything else to add? Uh, any no. Other- no. I think that's bad enough. So I've I, I probably got uh, two incidents, sick-wise. So I was once on my... Uh, this was this was when I was away in Cos on a holiday. Mm-hmm. I was sick on the dance floor, and uh, my good friend, Joe Solway, yeah. um, who I'll be going out with tonight, he's one of the people who's going to the gig with me tonight. All right, it's nice to rub it in. I know I didn't get invited. <laughs> he he uh, was dancing away. He didn't realise I'd been sick on the dance floor, and he slipped in my sick hey. and fell in my sick. So that was uh, that was that was quite good, uh, and the second one, um, I was sick in the urinal. Oh well, well, yeah, well <laughs> did you get confused when you say you have to be sick in the toilet? Or <laughs> I, I think I just I was uh, about to go to the toilet in the urinal and uh, felt very sick and decided to throw up in there instead. Oh, right. This was when I was very young, probably yeah. around eighteen, nineteen. Used to work at a local restaurant. And uh, some of my friends decided to uh, wind me up by saying I wasn't actually... Because I'd been drinking sangria. Mm-hmm. Sangria? Uh, sangria, which had a lot of stuff in it. And yeah. a big jug of sangria. I drank way too much of it. And I think more stuff was added to the jug. Um, I threw up in the urinal. But my Ooh. friends decided, because it was very red and dark brown, mm-hmm. sick. My friends decided to say that it wasn't sick. Mm-hmm. And I'd actually... Decided. It was chocolate mousse that he just got from someone outside Montgomery I Hall. D- decided to go to the toilet 
in the urinal. Yes. I decided to poo in the urinal. No, I hadn't. That definitely wasn't the case. I was yeah. definitely sick in the urinal. But my friends still like to wind me up about that today. That's nice of them. Yeah. You don't do that, though, do you? Uh, well, you will from now. Now you know about it. No, no, I, I won't bring that up again until, uh, until episode 51. It was definitely sick. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so we've asked other people. Somebody just replied saying, Germany. Yeah. I mean, I did ask for the weirdest, most yeah. random place, but just Germany. They did well to get it in there. <laughs> Such a small place, Germany. To be... How did they manage to target that? I guess throw up in, in Germany. Yeah. That was Nevster1867. Yeah, Wednesday fan. Uh, yes. Um, and then another Wednesday fan uh, replied to us saying, in a dusty bin TV show in my friend's bedroom after too many lager and blacks when I was 16. Never drank it again. Well, I presume it's more the lager that caused the problem, not the black currant. So, so you're not the only person to be sick in a dusty bin. Well, yeah, but maybe... I suppose it's, it's, probably, it's a good it's a good choice to be sick in, isn't it? You know? Well, it's, it's there. Uh, it's, it's, container. it's a container for it, yeah. Unless it's one of those wicker bins. Uh, yeah, <laughs> drop it out of it. Yeah, <laughs> just um, no. It just it, it just acts as a as like a sieve system yeah. to filter out all the chunks. Oh dear! <laughs> all the bits of strawberry that was in your sangria sick. Oh, um, anyway, but, uh, but, but I'm a bit disappointed that on on the three sort of occasions I've mentioned, it was because I was genuinely unwell, and yet everyone else just seems to be that they got pissed up and were <laughs> sort of yeah, the people. Do people, am I the only person who gets unwell? Sort of sometimes at fairly short notice. <laughs> so I've done I've done a sick quiz for you, if that's okay. Okay. Uh, it's only it's only six question six, six six questions. I did that on purpose. I definitely did that on purpose. It's six questions long. Okay. So first of all, number question seven. Number Absolutely. one, a teenager in Kansas was charged with battery in the USA for vomiting on his teacher. And was sentenced to. So if that wasn't, you know, he was he was actually charged yeah. in a court of law for vomiting on his teacher. He was charged with battery. <laughs> right. yeah. No, they didn't charge yeah. a battery. Yeah. So a, this is this is his punishment. Was it a two weeks in prison in order to pay the dry cleaning bill of mm-hmm. the teacher, or was it b he was ordered to do community service washing vomit off police cars? Um. Oh. Now actually. That doesn't. On a slightly different side note, I did want to fall over in a pile of sick and have to get my suit dry clean. Um, <laughs> when it, and and I'd literally, that was only the second time I'd worn that suit as well. Um, Where was that? Uh, that was in a shopping centre in Manchester. <laughs> you fell over in some sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I, I sort of like, I went to the toilet to kind of like wash it off, and I sort of like said to someone, "You know, can you like make sure it gets cleaned up? Because otherwise, another moron might fall fall over in it." And I went into the toilets. I came out of like a security guard, like who started asking me questions if I was all right and all that sort of stuff to make sure I didn't see them. So people thought it was your sick as well. No, no, I think they're aware that uh, you know. Hey, I do it in the bins, Mike. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they're aware of that. Everyone's aware of that. Um, so I, I think that I think he might have been forced to uh, clean some sick off police cars. And you would be correct. Well done. Uh, number two, then. So, a fisherman who was completely broke and was struggling to make ends meet had some good fortune when he did what? A. He uploaded a YouTube video of him nearly being sick while changing changing his child's nappy and went viral, making him thousands of pounds from sponsor ads on YouTube. Or B. He found a precious lump of whale vomit that was <laughs> worth a quarter of a million pounds. A whale vomit? Sure, if it lands in the sea, it's just going to disperse. Unless there's some kind of like solid bit to it, but vomit can be quite well. I don't know. We'll see what other questions come up. But vomit can be quite, um, uh, quite a luxurious item, can't it? 
So I think some coffee is made out of vomit. Think, sort of have stuff. we had that on a podcast before I think, I think in the past? I think we might mention it on, for National yeah. Coffee Week. That, so yeah, mm. you can get sort of certain rich bits of coffee that come from the stomachs of things that have vomited. Um, but I, I don't think that whale vomit would be solid and would kind of be... I don't think there's much value attached to it. So I think that him being sick after doing things with a child's nappy could cause... Uh, doing things to a child's nappy? Sorry, changing a child's nappy. <laughs> or putting it in the bin. Um, and all that sort of stuff. But then that said, can you have... Can you have upload footage of changing a child's nappy? Bear in mind, there might be sort of things that you shouldn't see. Well, you can do it from certain angles, can't you? Yeah, I suppose so. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. So you're the going with the child's, child's nappy. nappy and the uh, the kind of viral sensation. You are wrong. Now there is a video of uh, I think a few dads have done this in the past actually on YouTube, film themselves changing their child's nappy mm-hmm. from a certain angle. Yeah. Um, and then really struggling to do it and nearly being sick and so on. But on this occasion, this particular fisherman, uh, no, he found a precious lump of whale vomit and it was worth £250,000. Really? So a quarter of a million pounds. Uh, not actually sure how much he sold that for if he just kept it, but I think <laughs> if he was skin, I think I'd sell yeah. it. Why, I mean, what, why would what do you want? It? Exactly, what do you need it for? You know what I mean? Next then, uh, number three. In 1642, Mrs. Katharina Gesslerin was widely known as... A, the toad vomiting woman, or B, the sick up slugs lady. Right. So I presume she can either vomit toads or sick up slugs. Basically, yeah. Um, neither of which is a particularly attractive habit. But surely she must have had to eat the relevant animals in the first place, unless they naturally exist inside her. Unless she's been like in the Bible where you get plagues of frogs and all that sort of stuff. But I think sick up slugs, that sort of sounds a bit Harry Potter-esque, doesn't it, I think. Um, so I'm going to go with the toads. She's vomited toads. Well done. You would be correct there. So, yeah, uh, I'll tell you a bit of the story of this one. So the toad vomiting woman of Germany, she told people that she'd swallowed tadpoles in swamp water and that frogs were thriving in her intestinal tract. Whenever she drank milk, the frogs would hop out madly. Despite initial scepticism, she convinced physicians that amphibians were living in her digestive system, system, especially after she vomited fully grown frogs, sometimes living for two years in front of famous professors, professors and medical consultants. I mean, I've not seen it on Britain's Got Talent. No. Um, so whether that's a true story or not, but that's uh, a re- it is a real story, whether it's real or not, I don't know. Well, the reason you're not seeing Britain's Got Talent is quite clearly you said she was German. Well, there you go. Germans got talent. Watch yeah. that. There'll be people sicking up frogs all over the place. Yeah. And that and that Sheffield Wednesday fan who was just sick in Germany, he'll be on there. <laughs> Number four. Uh, so this then this is where I'm going to edit in probably if I can get the energy to do it later on. Editing some sound effects, I think. Okay. okay. Um, I've not got them ready to go. You see, but anyway, sounds. Um, so the sa- Okay, so here we go. The sound of being sick uh, was the world's most horrible sound, sound according to the University of Salford, uh, of Salford, University of Salford, Salford. when they did some re- Salford, when they did some research. I always get that wrong. Yeah, I get that wrong in my job at work as well. Yeah. I always say Salford rather than Salford. Are you thinking of Halfords? Probably. The, the bike and where my dad works. Which is where your dad works. Yeah. So I'll start again. The sound of being sick is the world's most horrible sound according to the University of Salford, yep, and their research mm-hmm. is that true or false? Um, which and one? there's a top ten, and I'm wondering as well as guessing that, can you get Guess any of the top ten? The top yeah. 10. Um, well, it's not a very nice sound, is it? 
No. And it's... Oh, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> there's a toad just come out of this. Um, there's not, because obviously we're recording this actually on video, uh, so we can't see the toad. I might be able to do some special effects editing as well. Um, I think, because I think you can also have a bit of a reactionary thing to it. Sometimes if you hear someone else being sick, that can sort of almost make you want to be sick. So I think it could be the worst sound imaginable. Do so you think it's up there at number one? Yeah, although I have a Katie Price singing as well, so maybe that might nick it into the top spot. But I'm going to say that's number one, yeah. Okay. Well done, you would be correct. Now, can you guess any other of the top ten? Um, the sound of a bone breaking, maybe? Let's have a look. Is bone breaking in there? I mean, I, I don't particularly like that sound. Uh, I don't think many people do. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. It's not in there. Um, the sound of someone... Uh, people screaming in general in agony. Uh, is that in there? Uh... Or being in pain? No. The sound, of, the sound of a car crash? A car crash? Yeah. It's... You're rubbish at this. I think you might want to give us some of the lower down ones just so I can get a, a bit of a feel for what's... So one of them is a mains hum. So like, you know, when you've got things plugged in and there's like a hum and it's annoying, like a fridge or something like that. So people would, they, they they dislike that sound more than breaking bones? According to the University right, of okay. Salford's research. Yeah. Any more? Um, well, go on, give us a couple more sort of examples so I can get a better feel for it. A soap opera argument at number nine. What? Number... what? What about an actual argument there in front of you? <laughs> number eight, I think it's because they're over the top, aren't they, on soap operas? Number eight, a whoopee cushion. Yeah, uh, no, I understand that. Um, well, what about a genuine raspberry? Farting, farting. No, pe- well, people people find the sound of farting amusing, don't they? You're terrible at this. I mean, yeah, because if we found it amusing, we'd just, we'd just do a full podcast of farts, wouldn't we, basically? Yeah. Well, people find that hilarious, to be fair. Anything we? else? Um, the sound of... You, now, think podcasting. Oh, the sound of... number two. Uh, the sound of... Mic- well, mic- I was going to say microphone humming... Or... I'll kind of give you that. So sound it's a sort of background noise. Yeah, it? it's the sound of microphone feedback at number two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we don't have much of that, do we? No. We do pretty well with that. Um, but we might add some in for special yeah. effects reasons. Uh, anything else? Uh, be, no, uh, the sound of transport. I'll give you that, I think. Yeah, so... <laughs> I decided these sounds are annoying. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, uh, the sound of a scrape or squeak like train wheels. Now, we experience that quite a lot. They are quite squeaky, aren't they? Uh, Anything else? The sound of sort of like people pulling the fingers down the blackboard or sort of on the whiteboard. That's the kind of sound that goes through you. That used to be one. Of oh, course. Nowadays, the sound of someone on the interactive whiteboard. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there, there aren't any anymore. I'll give you the others anyway. Uh, so at number f- at number seven is a ba- is bad violin playing. <laughs> at number Because uh, all the people that do that, you know yeah. what I mean? Number six, squeak sounds like a seesaw. So like a seesaw squeak. Not sure what difference that is between train wheels and so on. Number five is a baby cry. Number four is a scrape or squeak like train wheels. Mm. Number three is multiple babies. All right. (laughs) Well, to be fair, more than one baby would be worse than one baby, you would have thought. So, yeah. Number two, microphone feedback. And number one, vomiting. Number five, then. Question number five. Have have the University of Salford not got anything better to do (laughs) than their crap research? Number five, the term neck... They might be some of my clients in future. All right, sorry. You you back down from that. If you want to improve your services, then uh, the 
greatest showman's uh, PowerPoint the, showman. Pa- PowerPoint showman available um, for bookings. Yeah, be presentable is the client that you should be uh, is the service you should be using. Thank and you. They will, he will undoubtedly revolutionise your. Well, we could maybe put like a thing at the bottom of the screen because yeah. we're on video today. Your PowerPoint output. Uh, next then, uh, number five. The term nexus vomitus is what? Nexus vomitus. Is it a Having an illness that causes you to enjoy the sensation of physi- of being physically sick, therefore you're addicted to vomiting, so you like doing it. B, is the fear of being sick, so sort of the complete opposite. Or C, is drinking coloured substances and then sicking it up onto paper to create art. Um, Nexus well, vomitus. I think that, I don't think many people would actually enjoy being sick. Um, and think it's sort of a condition. Come on, there's a lot of weirdos out there. I know, there's yeah, a lot of weirdos, um, which is why, which is why I think the answer like, is going to be that those weirdos who enjoy going round and being sick into different bins and then marking it onto a map to say which bins exactly they've been sick in. I didn't mark it onto a map. I just know where it is. <laughs> I can remember that up there. That's not, that's not in a. That's for the audio listeners. I tapped my head there. By the way, <laughs> um, I. I think that they might, people might create artwork out of it. And I don't know if they do it themselves or whether they get animals to be sick. That's just a slightly more perverse, isn't it? Getting animals to be sick. Um, That's really dark. Yeah. Do you know who does that, I bet? Elon Musk. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Elon. That wasn't very funny. We'll delete that bit and we'll talk about something else. So <laughs> that, we're around that. So you're going to go for the artwork? I'm going to go for the artwork, yeah. I'm really surprised you got that, actually. I didn't think they'd go for that one, but that is true. There is an artist... Um, who does that? There's quite a few artists who do that. They, they, they drink this coloured milk and then mm. throw it up. All the... I think there was one story about an artist throwing up on pictures of Lady Gaga to create art. <laughs> so, what coloured milk do they use? Different colours. Such as? Well, I think they put dye into the milk, but the oh, milk's right. a more thick substance that can obviously create, that, be like a paint sort of thing. Because if it's, if it's blue milk, I'll be honest, it's just full fat. <laughs> when you talk about blue milk and green milk, yeah, semi-skimmed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not actually coloured, it's just, all milk is just cream coloured. And then number... Six. 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 Yeah, six, yeah. Uh, which of these animals can't throw up? A, rats. B, foxes. Or C, Donald Trump. <laughs> um, so, rats, are they too busy driving cars, as we established in the oh, podcast? Oh, yeah, weeks last, ago? last week, I think it was, uh, yeah. Foxes, I don't see any reason why the rats or foxes wouldn't Can you just point out, rats are less stressed driving smaller cars. Oh, That's right, what okay. I'd yes. like to point out. Of course. Donald Trump, I, I, I imagine he feasibly would be sick um, and could be sick. Well, I mean, he's constantly vomiting uh, crap, that, isn't yeah. he? So, yeah. Oh, God, but we've not even mentioned the fact he's been impeached, have we? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Does that uh, mean they get to throw peaches at him? Um, it's, yeah, they, they, they'll throw things sort of dependent on... I mean, he's peach-coloured, so it'd be very <laughs> difficult to actually see the peach coming towards him. Um, I Donald Trump must be able to be sick. He claims he doesn't drink... Alcohol, so he's perhaps never had a boozy sick incident. Mm. It's just he drinks, he drinks a lot of Coca Cola, though, don't he? Um, I think foxes, for some reason, probably can't be sick. Okay, it's rats, rats. which is why things like rat poison work so particularly well. Oh, because you stick it up. Did you enjoy it? that? Was, I thought that was a sick game. Sick, yeah. What did you think of it? It was very good. It was. Did it, you enjoy it for a change? Yeah, it was sick. We should have done something more visual, I think. Like, taste this sick. Yeah. What, what creature is this sick from? What's in this sick? What have I eaten before sicking this up? Hmm. Do you want to do that next time? No.
so we're doing a bit of a best of now, are we? Yeah. Um, so obviously, we generally do quizzes um, towards the end of the episode, which uh, cover a variety of topics. I thought I'd pull together some questions um, that we've asked previously. Some of my favourite questions, some of the most interesting ones. Uh, we'll also test your memory a bit in terms of can you remember asking, being asked in the first place. This is, this and, <laughs> this is not going to be good. See how it goes. So uh, we asked, we did a quiz um, earlier on this year to do with poor excuses. Okay. I think. And uh, we talked about the politician Ron Davis, and he was pictured leaving a wooded area in a well-known spot for gay men to meet in 2003. What was his response? Was it he was feeling stressed? So was meeting up with a yoga teacher in an outdoor relaxing area, or did he say he needed the toilet and just so happened to get talking to another man in the woods? <laughs> now the thing is, I'm going to struggle here to remember what the actual answer is, but or what answer I gave. Yes. So I've got two things to try and remember. So um... I'll give you a clue. If you think about the answer you gave first time round, it's normally the opposite of that. It's the <laughs> right one. Well, because I normally get them wrong. All right. Let's go with the one that he was stopping to go to the toilets in the woods and there just happened to be somebody in there. Uh, you were right. You're right. You happen to remember if I got it right or wrong first time? Oh, I, I can't... I can't... I can't I, uh, I've not prepared that well. What so, episode no. was that in? No, I have no idea. No. Um, People we, can't even listen back. Yeah. We might be able... I, I might be able to compile it for the next episode, go All back right. and get the original questions and answers and see yeah, how we can, we, we can see how it... Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be good. Um, although I am actually trying to compile a quiz of the year next for the next episode, but it's plenty of time for sure. You're off. Are you off work? Uh, good point. Yes. Uh, so anyway, no, no one believed Ron Davis's initial story because well, it wasn't true. Um, so what did he then claim a few days later in relation to this story? Did he claim that he was in the woods looking for some badgers, or he was looking for some Roman ruins and thought they might have been located in the area? Um. I mean, you're not likely to find badgers, are you? Just, you know, just hanging about. They run away, don't they, and stuff. I can't actually remember this one at all, to be fair. But I'm going to go with the Roman ruins, I think. Roman ruins? It, it seems more, you And know. you'd be wrong. He, was, he claimed he was badger watching. Definitely panicked with that one, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he did. He, it was. Imagine, imagine having a lie that bad that he then tries to cover it with another lie. <laughs> that fails as well. So actually, to be fair, politics at the moment is quite revolutionary for yeah. his time, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, so Kirk Broadfoot, who played football for Rangers, I think we did a quiz about health and safety. Or I think we did a quiz about unusual sporting injuries Yeah. Um, earlier on this year, or maybe even last year. And we talked about Kirk, Kirk Broadfoot, who played for Rangers. Um, he ended up with a medical condition. He wasn't having a broad foot. It was, how did he injure himself? Did he, whilst playing swing ball at a garden party, get his opponent's racket that flew out of his hand and hit him in the face, breaking his nose? Or was he microwaving some poached eggs when he opened the microwave door and one of them exploded all over his face and burnt his face? Um, so do you, want, do you want those again? No, I've got them in my head. Um, Everyone used to play swing ball, didn't they? Yeah, I like a bit of swing yeah. ball. Well, it's difficult. You have to have like a right-handed player against a left-handed player, really. Difficult if you're in a yard. You've yeah. got to have like one of those swing ball kits that's got water weighted at the bottom. Yeah. But I'm going to go with a swing ball one, I think. And you'll be wrong. He ended up the egg on his face, didn't he? Hey! <laughs> did we make that joke last time? I don't think we did make that joke last time. There you go. Um, 
We did a quiz for International Women's Day, uh, which I think is March the 6th, 7th, something like that. Is it? Oh, International Women's Day. Does it happen to be an International Man's Day by any chance? Uh, we, I did that on purpose because yeah. there's a commit. We always point out uh, Richard, he- Richard Richard Herring. Yes, who always, always uh, he has a day basically replying to lots of men to who say when's International Men's Day. We, Tells them when it is. Yeah, we know there's an International Men's Day, don't we? Which I think is 19th of November, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, we should. We'll have to wait for International Women's Day next year. Ask when it is, and then they'll yeah. tell us exactly the right answer. Um, so Benazir Bhutto, we did a. a can you remember Benazir Bhutto, former Prime Minister of Pakistan? Mm. She got shot a yeah. few years ago. She put her out of car and and was uh, was assassinated, unfortunately. So what did she do whilst at university? Did she introduce um, Theresa May to her husband, Philip May, at a Tory student disco while they were studying at Oxford in the 1970s? Or did she go to Cambridge University and during a disagreement at a student party, she threw a glass of wine over Stephen Fry? I do remember this one. I do remember this one. And I'm struggling to, <laughs> again, remember which answer I gave and which one was correct. I I think I seem to remember saying something about Theresa May and her husband being at a disco in the first place, mm-hmm. not really being there kind of thing, maybe, possibly, yeah. and a Tory disco, I'm not sure. So I think I, think I might have gone with, I, I, maybe I went with Stephen Fry. Really? That's a scandal in itself. <laughs> But then I got it wrong because I'd underestimated the fact that Theresa May would go to a disco. So I'm going to, and especially now we know she's the dancing queen. So I'm going to go with that one. So you think that she, she introduced Theresa May and her yes. husband? You would be correct. I think this is an occasion where I've managed to get the right answer then yes. uh, over the last one that I got was wrong. Well done. Well remembered. Um, if you remember last year, I did a quiz of the year. And I asked, what did Chinese aeroplane fan Zhu Hui? Hit the headlines for in April 2018 that was in relation to aviation. Did he decide to build a replica Airbus A320 which he plans to open up as an aviation themed restaurant? Or was it revealed that this Chinese millionaire had flown at least once a day every single day for a thousand day on the trot? His journeys were generally short all and the majority of occasions he travelled for no reason other than to go to a new airport that he had not been to before. However, this included a month long journey where he went from his home in China to Dijakistan, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, Ukraine, Romania, Hungary, Austria, Italy, France, England, Ireland, Scotland, Netherlands, Germany, Poland, Belarus, Russia, Mongolia, and then back into China. Can you repeat the second one, please? Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I think I do remember this one, and I think it might be the second one. The That he went on, he, he travelled... He went everywhere, everywhere, basically. You'd be wrong. Oh! <laughs> I'm glad I've re-asked that question, because if, if you appreciate the amount of time it took me to get a map out <laughs> and have a look at all the countries that were connected to each other and a plot of route out that he could have gone. Um, so yes, that was that was it. He, he, he was that keen on aeroplanes that he opened up his own aviation-themed restaurant. Um, we did a cricket-themed quiz after the Australian cricket players, uh, a la Boris Johnson, sandpapered the ball as opposed to the truth. Of course, and, yeah. uh, and got banned from, uh, from cricket. It's quite a major story at the time. And we talked about Karoo Cricket Club. Uh, they won the Pembroke League title in August 2017. However, why were they stripped of the title? Was it? It was revealed that on a number of occasions, a batsman had batted twice in a game. The batsman in question was playing in the same team as his identical twin brother, who was a worse batsman than him. So after getting out opening the batting, he would sometimes put his brother's kit on and bat low, again lower down the order. Or were they charged 
with playing against the spirit of the game after a tactical declaration two overs into the last game of the season meant their opposition couldn't get any enough bonus points to win the league and therefore they were declared the league winners. I think on this occasion, I remember it was the second one. Yep. Because I wanted it to be the first because mm-hmm. it sounded quite funny. Yep. And... And not a boring uh, technical point to do with cricket. Basically, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go with the second one. You are correct. <laughs> Better memory than I thought I'd have. Well done. Um, when it was the Football World Cup, uh, where Gareth Southgate and his waistcoat nearly took us towards... Uh, it's towards coming the, home. It's coming oh. home, except it didn't. It didn't, yeah. We did a quiz about the Football World Cups, and we, we mentioned sort of something that happened in each, each World Cup that was quite unusual or interesting. So what did we talk about in the 1978 World Cup in Argentina? Which was true. So was it that the logo had to be changed after the original logo of a gaucho holding a whip above his head looked too much like a penis with some sperm coming out of the end? Or was it that <laughs> there were requests to change the logo as it looked too similar to a signature pose of Argentina's former leader who was ousted in a military coup? I think it was... The, the second, the first one, sorry. So the logo looked more like yes. a, a, a todger. With, I, um, I do, yeah. Okay, and you would, of course, be wrong. Oh! I think I fell for the same thing twice there. I really wanted it to be that one. Yeah, you've clearly got something on your mind, Jimbo. <laughs> um, uh, so yes, that was that was the 1978 World Cup. Uh, we also did something about the Winter Olympics, and I think you did a Winter Olympics challenge with... Um, Donald Trump against we did, yeah. Kim, Kim Jong Un against and, Vladimir Putin and Theresa May. I think uh, presumably came last. as well. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. presumably she came last. I guess. Yeah, yeah possibly. Um, so, and I, I did a quiz about the Winter Olympics and interesting facts from that. Oh well, facts from that. Um, so, what was unusual about Pegasus Flight Seven Five One on the day of the 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi? Oh, so, the day of the opening ceremony is one of the things it went to the wrong place. Uh, well, let's have let's have a look, shall we? <laughs> I'm trying to remember what you're going to say. Yeah, <laughs> was it that the flight was meant to be en route to Sochi, but was delayed by 22 hours, meaning that the Russian national school choir champions from Ganchin, just south of Petersburg, were meant to be performing at the opening ceremony. Unfortunately, they were not able to attend, and their part was cut entirely. Or are they banned? Uh, well, they are a band. Yeah, they're oh, no, sort of choir. Not would, this, would the choir? Would the singers be banned? From future Olympics. Good point, actually. Now, the drugs ban. I don't think you could drug, drug test a choir singer, though, can you? Don't know. I mean, you must, you, you must yeah. be able to do something to your vocal cords to to expand, or, or, or you breathe it to expand your range or something like that. I don't know. Do you think they've got a young schoolboy who's sort of got a really <laughs> deep voice who's like 10 years old? Um, or was it that uh, the flight was en route to Turkey and there was an attempted hijacking for a man who insisted on being taken to Sochi? The pilot switched off the in-flight monitors, landed in Turkey... And the hijacker got off thinking he was in Sochi and was arrested. I seem to think it was the second one, I think. And good memory, you will be correct. Well done. Uh, we did a quiz. What number are we on? Uh, oh, I have no idea. I've not numbered these. I've just, just, just copied and pasted them from previous quizzes. Uh, we did a quiz about famous accidents, maybe, I think. Okay. Um, that involved or famous. Was it drink driving or something? I, I can't remember, but uh, whichever way, there was a question about J.K. from Jamiroquai in there. All oh, right, okay. And so, what is true about J.K. from Jamiroquai? No, he wears silly hats. So it was famous. Sorry, it was actually famous hat wearers. Yep. Oh, um, there we go the then. Yeah. Um. So was it true that his Ferrari Enzo was smashed up by an angry chef 
who was upset that JK took a lady that he liked into his hotel room? <laughs> or was it that he crashed his Ferrari F50 in 2011? The insurance payout of around £950,000 is believed to be the largest insurance payout in UK history. Well, to be fair to Jamiroquai and the lady he was allegedly taken back with him to uh, his hotel room, she was a cosmic girl. Hey. Um, but... Sorry, these are the same jokes that he probably made last time, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if they are, actually. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the, the second one, though, actually. But he smashed his car up. Yeah. And you'll be wrong. Oh. She was, wasn't she? She was from another galaxy. Hey. Uh, I think we've only got only got five questions left, by the way. Um, so we did a quiz about companies that have gone bust and disappeared from the high streets, mm-hmm. um, which I think was probably tied into it being 10 years since sort of the credit crunching recession and and bulwarks going bust. And we talked about phones for you. Okay. So phones for you. Inst- Hold on a minute. Phones for Four. you. Yeah, that works. That works. When that we've works got the... for video. Yeah. No, but for the audio listeners, I did the old uh, hand gestures. Yeah, which was a phone, a four, and a U. Yeah. Um, not really. I mean, <laughs> go on. They're not, they're, they've gone bust now, so can you do one for car phone warehouse, maybe? Car. Yeah. Phone. phone. Yeah. Where? Uh, yes, that's some, you put, you put some clouds on, yeah. House, just like, and, uh, sort of, like, house, like you're dancing. Well, never mind. Um, oh, well. Sorry, what was true about the car phone warehouse? Uh, sorry, what was true about phones for you? Um, and where did they... Uh... They had a rubbish hand-gestured slogan. Uh, they did, but um, in spite of the way it's still popular and still well-known by people... Is uh... this back in our very, very early days? No, no, oh, this right. is... They didn't go... They went bust relatively recently, I think. Oh, right, it's okay, probably only fine. about five years ago they went bust. Oh, okay. um, but what was, what was true about car phone warehouse? Is it in 2006? Phones for you. Uh, sorry, phones for you. Yeah, sorry. Just, just in case someone's listening, Carphone <laughs> Warehouse, as far as I'm aware, are still trading, and they've merged with uh, with Curry's and Dixon's, haven't they, to make oh, right, Dixon's okay. Carphone? Um, so, phones for you. In 2006, an advert was taken off air after it depicted Jesus selling mobile phones with a tagline, "Jesus Christ, this is good value." Imagine if they'd merged to become Dick Phone. Dick Phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. In, yeah, that, that's what that's one for you, Ashley Cole. Um, in 2000, that's an old reference, isn't it? That was, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was years ago. That was about 10 years ago, wasn't it? Uh, in 2009, one of their adverts got pulled because the promotion requiring to, requiring customers to have 50 contacts in their phone depicted a lonely scout leader having no friends. <laughs> so was it that um, oh. they made they made reference to Jesus Christ, saying Jesus Christ is good value, or did they have a scout leader depi- uh, basically being depicted as having no friends? Um, let's go with the scout leader one. And you would be correct. <laughs> so, well done. Congratulations. Um, yeah, it's oh, trying to signal to Fisher yeah, too, real. Get him, yeah, I know you're going out, aren't you? Yeah. But no, we're just saying we're, we're on an hour. We People don't listen for more than... Do, you li- do they watch more than an hour? That's the thing. They've got to watch us as well as listen for an hour. They've got to watch us now as well. When we first started, we, were, we used to go for about 20 minutes at a time. Yeah, we? Yeah. But now, uh, one take. This is genuine. Yeah, one take. Might, yeah. might be full of mistakes and stuff, but we keep going. We do. Keep going. Um, so, we did a quiz about trademarks um, and... There was a question to be Microsoft. So, who did Microsoft get into a trademark dispute with? Is it that they took legal action against a student named Mike Rowe, 
who created <laughs> a web design company and website called Micro Soft. In the end, he closed his website down after being given a free Xbox. Or did they take legal action against extreme sports com- clothing company Thrasher as they sold a sock which specifically targeted skateboarders and other extreme sports fans and they were called the X-Socks 360. However, <laughs> the case was thrown out as a sock existed first and the products weren't similar. Uh, God, this seems like a long time ago. It was. But I think it's it's the second one. In terms of the X-Socks 360? Yeah. You'd be wrong. Oh. Again, I think I'm just choosing the ones I want it to be. I think it's fascinating that sort of some of the lies that are so good get ingrained <laughs> into people's minds that you actually think they're real. Well, I mean, I mean, can you think of an example in life where that would work? Uh, well, yes, unfortunately, yes, we can, <laughs> as we now know in this day and age. Um, so we did a question to do with skyscrapers. Yeah. Quiz about skyscrapers, um, I think shortly before Christmas last year. And one of the questions was to do with what world record does Betty Oliver hold, which occurred in the Empire State Building in 1945? Is she the survivor of the highest ever escalator fall after she fell 75 stories in an elevator whose cable snapped? Or did she give birth at the highest ever ground level when she surprisingly gave birth during a tour on the upper parts of the Empire State Building? Um, Again, I think this is one that I do possibly remember. And I think it's the one about giving birth. Well, you'd be wrong. She, she, I don't revise. I'm yes. sorry. She fell. Uh, she fell down a lift shaft, seventy-five stories in an elevator. But she was okay. She was okay. Yeah. yeah. It was well. She said she was a survivor, so you know, well, yeah. better than not being a survivor. <laughs> um, so how many we got to go? Two questions left. Oh, that's fair enough. Um, now, obviously, unfortunately, one of the things about Nigel Farage and his Brexit party means that UKIP now sort of doesn't really exist. But can you remember Paul Nuttall? I do remember he replaced Nigel Farage. He replaced didn't he? Nigel Farage, yes. Did he have a fight at the European Union as well? Uh, oh, I don't know. I, I think I, I thought it might have been him. Maybe not. Maybe it was but, somebody else. But we did. Sorry a, if, if it wasn't you, Mister Nuttall. We did a quiz. Um, I think it was called "You Kipping Me or You Kidding Me." Ah, I remember that. Um, which was to do with various things that happened to you. Yep. And Paul Nuttall on his LinkedIn profile, what did he falsely claim? Did he claim to have earned a PhD from Liverpool Hope University in two thousand four? Well, this this was disproved as they didn't uh, award PhDs until 2009. Or did he claim to have been a former committee member of the Spirit of Shankly group, a Liverpool FC supporters group, who responded by saying that he'd never been a member, let alone on the committee? <laughs> um, now, I appreciate both of these are quite plausible. Yeah. I think it's a lot harder to say that you've got a, especially if you're a politician, to claim you've got a... A PhD. I mean, they're both difficult claims to make if none of them are true. If you're a politician, but mm-hmm. you're going to get picked up on it. But I think claiming that you've got a PhD is a big thing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not putting it past him, mm-hmm. but I think it's the other one, the Bill Shankly. So you think he was part of a? He claimed to be part of the Shank, Spirit Shankly group, but that's um, it. Yeah. Um, obviously, you'll be wrong. <sighs> what, have you, what have you been doing for the last forty nine episodes, Jim? <laughs> Not listening to the other to the other episodes. That's what I've not been doing. Um, and my final question, possibly my favourite question, I think I've ever asked when I was doing. I think this stems from the quiz of the year, um, part two from last year. Okay. And it involves Todd Heatherton, who retired from his job as a lecturer at Dartmouth College. What was controversial about his exit? Was it that he was accused 
of sexual, sexual misconduct and admitted acting unprofessionally whilst drunk. This is in spite of being the author of a book called Losing Control, How and When People Fail at Self-Regulation. <laughs> or was it that whilst working late in the early hours of the morning on an academic research project regarding the effect of good sanitation in the workplace in the university's 24-hour computer lab, he was desperate to go to the toilet and thinking he was alone, urinated into a waste paper bin. <laughs> However, he was caught on CCTV in the computer lab after being reported by a cleaner. Again, despite this being a really interesting one, I can't remember the answer. But I think... So, it's... Was he a university lecturer who complained about people not being able to regulate himself yeah. yet, who was involved in a sexual misconduct yeah. thing? Or was he talking about good sanitation and he pissed in the bin? I think it was number one. That he couldn't yeah. control himself. And the good news is, Jimbo, you've finished with the correct answer. Well Yay! done. Pleasing myself there. So hopefully some... Hopefully some good entertaining questions in there. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It was, it was a nice bit of a reminder. Did you go, did you have any questions about the very, very first few episodes we ever, ever did? Well, we didn't really do quizzes back then. It was quite... And you didn't really write them down, did you, either? No, so it was quite a different podcast in those days. So it used to take was, about yeah. 20 minutes. And I think it was probably, there was a lot more takes in it and we used to sort of add yeah. things in and we used to change it. So we didn't really do many quiz yeah. questions. Um, yeah. And only I was any good back then. Well, that was quite a debatable point. Um, <laughs> but I think, can you, can you remember what moments while we're doing, because we used to do a bit more planning back in those old days, didn't yeah. we? And can you remember in particular what bit made us laugh uncontrollably it was when we were talking about uh we were doing we were doing uh jokes about snooker snooker and yes. paul wasn't it in particular i think a snooker player called stephen lee got done for um taking a bribe and we said and you said maybe we should say pocketed the cash yeah and then we did more and more jokes about sort of snooker and then we came up with the idea that he maybe had a dump on the snooker table, <laughs> and the response was to say that he did it because he was touching cloth. <laughs> I um, think we couldn't stop, could we? Yeah. And we both quite seriously fell about laughing to the extent <laughs> that um, we could almost, we couldn't we could barely not even breathe because we laughed so much at the uh, at the idea of it. And that's probably our only really highlight, isn't yeah. it? And that is our cue. Uh, that, oh God, dear. Right, we'll give it a rest anyway, Jimbo. <laughs> um, Come on again, again. Um, we, we, these these jokes may well have been uh, used before, done sort of five probably. years ago. But go back. I think it's only on YouTube you can find those now, isn't it? Because they don't exist on. I don't think they're on. We, we iTunes. weren't on iTunes back then. We were very amateur, weren't we? Yeah. So we, we had to record them on C ninety tapes and send the uh, the cassettes like out. The to old demos, isn't it? it? The demo versions that bands do. It was yeah. like that, weren't it? So anyway, thank you very much for listening. Make sure you get in touch. We'll we'll be back with a sort of a quiz of the year thing, won't we? Or like yeah. a review of the year sort of thing next time. Yeah, hopefully we'll do that between Christmas and New Year, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, we, we might actually just get a chance to enjoy ourselves over Christmas and New Year. Uh, thank you very much to everyone for listening over the last 50 episodes. We hope you've enjoyed it almost as much as we have. And if you want to get in touch, at Waste of Web Space on Twitter, same on Facebook, wasteofwebspace.co.uk is our website. Absolutely. Uh, we hope everyone has a really good Christmas. We appreciate that for some people Christmas is perhaps not the most enjoyable time of year. And if that's the case, then we hope you have a comfortable time and um, and you get along as best you can. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Do we, like, stay on the pitch now? You know when footballers have finished the game and then they run on with cameras and do, like, a, a post-match interview? Could do. It could be like when a newsreader finishes and they just, like, start shuffling bits of paper around. Yeah, or just as iPads. Yeah. Just shuffle away.
Okay. Yeah. I'll do.